sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? Griff here. Another episode of the Beer Engine podcast. Uh, it's Valentine's Day, maybe it was recently, I think, um, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, President's Day was sometime around the same time. And wouldn't you know it, I am joined conveniently by uh, a guy who I think stands for both President's Day and Valentine's Day. Two holidays they certainly celebrate wherever this guy is. It is our uh, very special guest, President Cupid. President Cupid, how are you? I'm good. It's It really is a big effort. It's not like we are a party of one. That's what people get the mistake about Cupid. They all think it's one guy, kind of like the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, Santa. Sure. No, we're, we're a bunch of angels, and most of us are dicks because mm. we are slaves to the Hallmark Corporation. That's our overlord. We are not religious. We are slaves to the Hallmark Company, and not just their romantic greeting card site. We do everything. We, we're we a part of their movie division. Um, so oh, sure. Lacey, you had to be in the Lacey bubble. Chabert, you, were in the, you were in the Hallmark bubble. Yeah. yeah. Lacey Chabert, she is mm-hmm. a huge huh. supporter of ours. We have kind to spend a lot too. of time muzzling her because she's kind of like um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, Esque around some of her ideas. She's, <laughs> Didn't she's, I make that up? I don't know if that was true. <laughs> um, okay, but, yeah. She, so, yeah, she's yes, she's a big QAnon person. Absolutely. She's going to sue us for this, but that's fine. Yeah. Yes. Um, we use a lot of the X90210 stars. Basically, anybody that's come from the Spelling Empire, they're Hallmark employees. But yeah, our, Spelling our, Bee. Yeah. Our, our big portion of our um, hallmark management that the cupids have to do and it is around the housewives it's not around the movies it's around our craft division our hallmark craft division is just absolutely bonkers we're big into the uh, card making the stamping that is Mm -hmm. all cupid stuff because it's arrow related you're you're so you're telling me you're telling me yes on the record that cupid cupid's are sort of like Santa's elves. They have sort of a elf type situation where they're in a they're in a Hallmark sponsored hut of some kind, Keebler hut type situation, yes. and they're in there. They're stamping Hallmark cards. They are producing products for uh, the Hallmark department store, which is a place that exists in Kansas City, uh, Missouri, called Halls. Uh, which I know about for reasons unknown. <laughs> they are making Hallmark movies, so we have a little Cupid. The, the reason the, the the cameras move so smoothly on Hallmark movies around Lacey Chabert's uh, lovely hair is uh, you're you're moving, you're floating. You we know, have sort of a few inches from her face. Yeah, we have the best focus pullers in in the business. We've honed that from pulling mm-hmm. back our bows over the years, so we can sure. pull focus like motherfuckers. And nope. but unlike say a Santa's elf situation where is Santa an elf or is he a supreme leader? This is a mm-hmm. corporate structure. This is not a democracy. I have finagled my way, grifted my way into this presidency. 
will I get a golden handshake or a golden parachute at the end of this? Absolutely. I'll get some big hallmark shares. Um, But I am the president. I may, may, if, if it looks like I'm going to get a hostile takeover, I'll lead Mm. those other cupids into battle and I will, I will shake down my opponents. Or at we, least we will I'll not do see it. a GameStop. There will not be a GameStop type situation going on here. Maybe, or maybe there will. I don't know if that's good or not. Actually, for the, the Cupid Org. <laughs> but here's the thing: Valentine's Day, it's still going strong. GameStop. Oh yeah. What's going to happen there after this, we, this stock bubble know. goes? Yeah. I have, I, as a Cupid, don't like to be seen in public, even in COVID mm-hmm. times. Um, it's it's really you got not your safe. Ass, your ass is out and stuff too. Yeah. So we like to game. We love to game. This is a little known fact about cupids. We love to game. That mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. what gets us going. But most mm-hmm. of us buy our stuff online. That's ha- that's how we do business because we don't want to be seen in public um, unless we're in like say Germany or. Holland, where nudity isn't sort of frowned upon, and and wearing a wearing mm. a diaper with wings is not frowned upon. But in America and Australia, we have to we have to either frock up, which is fine in cold climates like Chicago, not so great in climates like Australia or or Vegas, and then then we go out to a GameStop. So, um, but these days there's no need; we can buy it all online. So therefore, as a Cupid, I don't see any future. In GameStop. Okay. Wow. All right. So uh, you're buying you, you. Cupid's got his gamer throne. He's got his uh, fucking head gamer headset. He's got all this shit. That's cool. Um, so President's Day. Uh, Tony slash Cupid. Are you familiar with what President's Day is here? Do you know what President's Day is here? Well, I believe it. Um, it pays tribute to. Um, all the vice presidents, um, all the great vice presidents, Dan Quayle, yeah. Dan Quayle, yeah. um, Mike Pence, Al um, Gore, Al Gore, Spiro, Spiro Agnew. <laughs> now, yeah. who was more useless Ad, in there? Adlai Stevenson. Uh, <laughs> we got in there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> who was more useless? Who was more weak? Spiro Agnew or Mike Pence? My money's on Mike Pence. Um, yeah, you gotta say Mike Pence just because, um, I, I, I think he, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, what I, the problem is neither of us were alive for Spiro Agnew to be doing anything. Um, and most of the only, the only thing I know about Spiro Agnew, Tony, is that Milhouse said, wow, they're really socking it to that Spiro Agnew guy. He must work there or something, you know, mad magazine. Um, so I couldn't tell you in a million years what he achieved other than I think he was involved with Watergate somehow and he uh, is dead. So um, on the basis of that, I'm going to say he's doing a lot less damage than Mike Pence, who is still alive, which yes. uh, and seems to be doing something every day. That uh, And in fact, the, the worst thing he did, which I still remember, is that I remember I, I've said this before, I think, on the show or on, on previous shows. Uh, I used to, when I would go to the Three Floyds Brew Pub, I would have to be reminded that Mike Pence was the governor because there was a sign on the Three Floyds Brew Pub that pre- essentially said, if you're gay, you're allowed to eat here. Um, because that was a thing going on in Indiana, was you could deny service to gay guys or gay people. Um, 
fucked up, super fucked up. Super um, and that guy up. was the vice president. And for a while, people were like, "Thank, welcome to the resistance, Mike Pence. Thank you for standing <laughs> up for Donald Trump. Thank you. Fucked up. Um, no, President's Day essentially was a way they took a holiday away from people. Uh, there used to be Lincoln's birthday and Washington's birthday. And then they made it President's Day, which I think was both bad for Lincoln and Washington and probably good for guys like fucking William Henry Harrison. Um <laughs> So or cool taft. for that guy, but yep. right, Taft. Sure, sure. You old dog. <laughs> um, the uh, and, and and Valentine's Day. Do you guys do Valentine's Day down there? Is Absolutely. Valentine's Day a thing? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So it's mainly a thing. I don't think it's quite as big here, but it's very big with the florists. So mm. the flower shops mm. sell a shit ton of roses, carnations, all that kind of shit on Valentine's Day. I've got a friend who. She is a florist in our town, and the amount of deliveries she'll be doing on Valentine's Day is unbelievable. It's her busiest time of the year. It outstrips Christmas, Easter, Queen's Birthday. Okay, we don't do flowers on Queen's Birthday, but that's kind of our President's Day. Um, Yeah. And that's always... Poppy Day, right? You guys have Anzac Day or whatever it is you you would call it there, right? Yeah, Yeah, we have Anzac Day, and that's in March. Um, We also do... Remembrance Day, but it isn't right. always a public holiday. Uh, in England, that's called Armistice Day. Armistice Day, yep. I only know it from when the, the, the kits have the little poppy decal on them. Yep. So for, <laughs> for Anzac Day, we tend to celebrate that a lot more, and it's certainly something that was fading away, but due to a couple of factors, involvement in other wars, and sort of a... A longer view of history, um, it, it's it's sort of gathered steam again, and is is a fairly. It's probably our most celebrated non-religious yeah. holiday that we have, and so I've been to dawn services. Um, I've been to the marches. Sure. It's it's a really good day, um, and then there's football played in the afternoon, which is always good. Can't be that. No. And hey, at least we're in front of that holiday. Every other, all of these other holidays I'm talking about, it will they'll, they'll be <laughs> over by the time the show comes out. So that's cool. Hopefully, you guys had a lovely President's Day and a yep. great Valentine's Day. Two of our biggest capitalist holidays, actually, right in the same weekend, right here uh, this year. So uh, famously, Valentine's Day, of course, everybody gets their chocolate and their their um, flowers and. And, um, you know, me and, me and Kelly actually do something too. We always eat burgers. I know it's kind of, that's a little bit, um, tacky, but it's cute. We eat, we eat burgers because I was in the hospital on Valentine's day and, uh, pretty much the, um, the only option we had for a Valentine's dinner was the nice, the decent burger place that was downstairs, sort of a in and out type burger. And, uh, we brought that up and ate it and then I had surgery so I was eating burgers before I had heart surgery. Kind of cool, actually. And uh, <laughs> very high thing them, so to do. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem at all. And a, and a hazelnut or a, like a Nutella milkshake, which was dope as hell. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and then President's Day, and President's Day is a day when you can buy a mattress or a car for cheaper because uh, everyone has a President's Day shit going on. So the mattresses are on sale, the cars are on sale. Go in there. You can go to do your Toyota Thon or, or whatever. Fucking buy a mattress. If you go to a store to buy a mattress, I don't know who would do that. I feel like you just get them in a internet in a box yeah. from pur- purple or tufted needle or whatever the fuck. But my pillow. Um, you you can still do it at mattress firm, I guess. So that's cool. 
Does the um, uh, my pillow guy have have mattresses? Is there a my mattress department you, of my pillow? No, but I didn't, and I didn't want to talk about this because I don't have a coherent way to do it. But I'm going to do it anyways. Have you seen the hog pillow thing? No, the David Hog pillow. Oh, the mother. So the guy, and I, I, of course, I, you know, I am empathetic to the trauma that David Hogg experienced in the Parkland shooting. I get it, but. This is this. There is some sickness with with people that thinks I will fight the the pillow guy, who is a fuck up, and we'll all forget about if we just stop looking at him. But instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to battle him by starting a different pillow company to sell a David Hogg pillow. And you're like, fuck, dude, just leave it alone. You know, making up the same shitty pillow and then putting a different sticker on it in Bangladesh. One says my pillow and one says hog pillow or whatever it's going to be called is not a good idea. Okay. (laughs) That's just not the way to combat my pillow. The way to combat my pillow is to never think about that goofball again, you know, and let him live his destiny as rando. (laughs) Let him just that. That's what he deserves. All right. He deserves to be rando, but I, so no, um, long answer to your question. There is no other, my pillow products. If we stop thinking about my pillow, he will go away. We do not need to make a competing uh, pillow. All right, Tony, that's my that's my rant of the moment. Um, now, do you have any I, controversial public holidays? Because we do uh, specifically around Australia Day, because it's um, because of the date and what it sort of stands for. Mm-hmm. It, it's the day that the first fleet landed in Australia on January twenty sixth, um, which has been labelled correctly by the indigenous community and certainly not the whole indigenous community but by a portion of it as invasion day because that's essentially what we're celebrating so there's there's a push to move australia day from that date to a different date and perhaps call it something else are there any sort of controversial public holidays in america like that i would say most of them uh I, i think the uh probably the most Relevant one is Columbus Day. Uh, Columbus Day is the same fucking shit. I mean, there's no literally the same exact fucking thing than that. Um, uh, unfortunately, we've uh, the whites, meaning me, have ravaged the indigenous people here so deeply that uh, an out- mustering an outrage is has almost been difficult to do. Um, so it's probably a little different in Australia where they're at least maybe more of them remaining. <laughs> um, I don't know. But we've done a lot of, done a lot of damage to that community. Uh, and, and it continues. It's, it's yeah. not, I mean, we aren't maybe directly massacring them anymore, but uh, uh, it's not like we're really doing anything to make up for it or help or even try to give them normal basic assistance <laughs> uh, that you would give a normal person. Yep. So, uh, yeah, Columbus Day's fucked up. I mean, people have ripped. I mean, they took down the statue of Christopher Columbus in Chicago. People got all mad about it for some reason. Italians here in Chicago, well, I'm not in Chicago, but they do a parade for Columbus Day. I'm like, I think he was Spanish, first yeah. of all. And so it just, whatever, mind boggling <laughs> shit. But, um, yeah, Columbus Day is the fucked up day. And to be honest, I, we have like six Veterans Days here. So, um, one of those is probably controversial. I'm not sure which one, but <laughs> we, we do what it seems like we have a veterans day every month. So, um, just, you know, 
sick, sick country. I think no offense to the veterans, um, whatever. It was no. cool going over there and doing it, whatever you did. But, um, well, getting to a hey, lot Tony, of subjects before, before I get, yes, before we get, um, uh, sued or, or uh, I get an angry email from some, uh, fucking three, 300 pound, all muscle Rambo type. Why don't we talk about some of the fun stuff our listeners have been writing on Discord to us, huh? Well, that's actually what I wanted to talk about because W2s um, wanted to know. Yes. Why aren't you telling us about these bets before the games happen so we can hop on? I'm not sure if that was aimed at me thinking I somehow see the future because I'm a day ahead. If anybody's seen the results from our Super, Super Bowl bets would know that even though I'm a day ahead, I cannot see the future. Yeah, I think he was talking to Nick, our friend Nick, who okay. posts on there. And if you want winners, you should get on our thing and look at somebody who had winners a day or two ago. Um, but uh, Nick's had a couple of three-game of uh, – actually, he had a four-teamer and a three-teamer two days in a row uh, in the college basketball. Now, I am not a massive college basketball guy, um, but I would certainly – I mean, I would get on these if somebody wanted to throw my way. Uh, he had one yesterday, plus plus four fifty. Yowza! That's a nice one. And then today, uh, looks like that three teamer was plus three fifty, plus three, yeah, plus about three fifty on the three teamer with Virginia, Iowa, and Drake. Wow, Drake. <laughs> um, so that and they were all favorites. So. Nothing crazy. He had uh, Virginia to beat Georgia Tech, Iowa to beat uh, Rutgers, Rutgers, and uh, Drake to beat Northern Iowa. So a lot of Iowa teams involved in there. So congrats to Nick. A um, couple other things we got in the in the groups the this week that I thought were pretty good. Um, we got uh, we got a post from our friend Tom who said I've been getting doxxed on Reddit. <laughs> and he posted a picture of a truck um, with a bunch of fucking funny bumper stickers on it, including one that says Vaginatarian and uh, one that is a picture of a stick figure doing another stick figure doggy style. And it says making my family under it. And it has a sticker that says panty dropper. It has the Punisher sticker, which you know is cool. Uh, it has a don't tread on me snake. So this is all stuff right in my wheel. It has a boobies <laughs> stick boy. That's from the 1990s, right? Somebody with a boobies bumper sticker. Hey, show me your titties. I love eating pussy. Um, pretty good. Uh, not bad. What else? Um, oh, I put, and then we also had the, uh, the nacho lady. Um, Tony, I posted about the nacho lady. We got some response on that. Um, the lady making countertop nachos. If you haven't seen this, get on the discord and you can see it. It's in gloop city. A lady made nachos sort of the same way you make cold stone fucking ice cream where she put all the shit in the middle, the, the, the gross vat of cheese sauce, the veggies and the chips, and then mushed it together into like a barf, looking substance and then scooped it into a cone shaped tortilla and just took a bite out of it. Really nasty. Um, I'm on board uh, with it. So it, our friend Corey saying, had some comments on that, but yeah, it was super nasty. You liked it. You said, 
<laughs> yeah, I like gross shit. Anything with that cheese, cover anything in that cheese, and I'm I'm there. I love that that sort of uh, yeah. I, no, cheese. I like it too, but there's just sort of the sort of the the texture of that you you gotta be you gotta be uneasy with that, right? I mean, that's not a comfortable. I mean, I've, I've eaten, um, you know, I, uh, I've eaten intestine. I've eaten, um, other sort of un, like, unusual textured food. Uh, I've always, I've actually never had it, but I've always wanted to eat kanji and that has sort of an unusual texture for what you would consider Western food. Right. Yeah. Um, this, sort of a... dude, this is not good. You can't eat this. Um, I mean, that nacho cheese already has a weird, like, slick texture to it that I'm willing to let go. Like, I'm cool with the nacho cheese. I, on its own, I'll squeeze that. I've eaten gas station nachos more times than I want to admit. But um, this this stuff with the chips all mixed up and the lettuce or whatever, not good. Don't do that. Um, and then some good gambling picks we've had in there. So, uh, you know, like I said, get in the Discord. Send us a note on Instagram. Drop us an email, and we will... We will get you in the Discord, uh, and you can come chill out with us. We got some good, got some, had some good chatter this week, Tony. I thought some some good activity in there. We did, yeah. Really going off. We had some a lot of pictures being posted, which is good to see. It's not just a, a stream of text. We will have to have to get together and do a um, virtual pub hours where we'll have to both call in and and drop in and do some yeah, video the with the pubs. folks. I got to I got to get my timing worked out. I I'm still struggling with realizing that if I if I want people to come on from the central time zone, uh, doing it at seven o'clock p.m. <laughs> my time is maybe not going to be an ideal timing. No, you um, need to start had, drinking had, at two o'clock. Right. We had a sneaky virtual pub at like very late at night uh, last week, um, <laughs> where I me and me and a couple buddies were. Uh, I was I was observing some some Rocket League play. Um, maybe, maybe one time I can get those guys to play and I'll do some play by play. I think that'd be funny. Um, I don't know what that looks like. I need to watch some rocket league ESPN rocket league or whatever, but then that does exist. So, um, Hey, so, uh, I do want to real, since we're talking about betting, why don't we just jump into this? So the super bowl is over. Tom Brady is the champion again. Congrats to him. His, uh, Fuck that guy. I don't care. Um, so we did some betting. Uh, I will recap my bets first. And Tony, I would like you to go through yours also. Um, so why don't we go through what Brian gave us and uh, I'll go through um, what I bet. So Brian gave us the Tampa Bay money line, Tony. And that was a winner. We got to say, right? At plus yep. 140. We do. I bet. I bet that, but I didn't want to root for Tom Brady to win the game. So I bet the first half. And I got the first half at plus 130, so I did win that one. Um, so that's fine. I could have gotten the extra you know, fucking nickel or whatever, but that's okay. We'll take what I got. Brian had the over. Uh, the over did not hit. He said it was a sucker bet. He was right. It was a sucker bet. Uh, the yep. over did not come through. Uh, you wouldn't have thought Kansas City would have scored nine points, but so it was. He had the tails on the coin toss, Tony. Did you watch the coin toss? I did not watch the coin toss. The coin toss was heads. First time in five years it's been heads. So we lost on the coin toss. I didn't bet it anyways, but Brian did. Uh, I heard he lost his shirt on the coin toss. He is uh, He's broken. He's totally broke now. So hope you're all happy. 
If he's uh, broke, I'm Gronk- happy. <laughs> I knew it. Um, we had Gronk to catch a touchdown pass. He did it twice. Um, so we had Gronk, and I got that one, and that one paid. We had Travis Kelsey's first catch to be under 10 and a half yards, and that one came through, and I did that one, and that one paid off. And then my special bet that I gave out for, for folks was Liverpool and Manchester City goals over uh, more than Tom Brady touchdowns. Liverpool and Man City scored five goals. Man City scored four of them. And Tom Brady threw three touchdowns, so that one paid at plus 120. Thank you. And uh, so on, yeah, on the all, the only, one I re- the only one I bet that I lost was the over. So I went four for five. Not bad. So, I did not bet, unfortunately, the bet that that Brian gave me, uh, which was Spurs and West Bromwich Albion uh, goals um, more than Tom Brady rushing yards. But uh, that would have won. So Spurs won two to nothing. Tom Brady had like a negative one yard. Um, so that would have come through. But uh, I couldn't find it on William Hill. So that's all I got. Tony, Tony, let's go through yours. <laughs> okay. So I like Kansas City minus four and a half, getting, mm-hmm. getting a little bit better odds rather than the three and a half that was available else, elsewhere. Boy, was that a disaster. Kansas City were <laughs> useless. Um, mm-hmm. And I also took the under on the amount of field goals at three and a half, and that didn't pay off either. We had over three and a half field goals during the match. Um, the one bet I did get to come through was the rushing yards for Patrick Mahomes over 19 and a half. That paid out, so I got paid on that one. The other bet that I was hoping to win huge on, a la our Phoenix Suns bet, Kansas City Chiefs yeah. to win the game to nil was dead in the first quarter. <laughs> Really fast. Yeah, really fast that one went out. Um, now, you also gave us this one. Um, or no, Brian gave us this one. Did you? I don't know if you did this one or found it. But uh, it was the Sixers and the Nets first half points for – so the first half points for the Sixers uh, against Mahomes' total rushing yards. So you had – who did? You, who were you on for that? Were you, I, were I was you on, on the rushing yards? Oh, you're on Philly. Not on, yeah, Mahone's rushing yards. I, I didn't get that bet on, but I'm guessing based on, on what Philly did in that game, Philly won that bet quite so easily. Philly uh, scored uh, 59 in the first half. Um, let's see if I can find the stats for rushing yards here. Uh, and... We'll just cut all this out. It's fine. Um, and <laughs> Patrick right. Mahomes had, had 33 yards rushing. No, of course we won't. So Patrick Mahomes had 33 yards, 59 points for the Sixers. So that would have been Sixers uh, over Pat Mahomes. I think you – I think – who did you Who did you have? Did you have the Sixers in that? I, I did have the Sixers your favorite? in that, yeah. You couldn't find the bet. I couldn't no. find my bet either. So um, that's cool. Uh, so Tony had a had a, a little tougher day than me, but he got a couple. Uh, it sounds like if you, I don't know, how'd you bet it? Did you did you end up like not down a million dollars or anything? No, not down a million, just a million, just half a million. So mm. I did okay. Um, but look, I'll, I'll oh, make damn, it up. I was up half a million. That's cool. Um, 
sort of the world evens out, doesn't it? It does. Um, excellent. So we'll be doing that again next year. Hey, get excited. You know we're going to do a 52 more of this shit. You're going to have to fight for it. It's going to be great. Um, cool. So real quick, I did want to do a, a, a new segment that we've been doing for the last couple of weeks on and off. It is a segment without any music. It's called Griff's Lager of the Week. Uh, back on the beer talk. And Tony, I wanted to talk about a lager that we couldn't decide before the show if I had mentioned it before already or not. And I just frankly don't give a shit anymore. So if if it was already my lager a week, it's getting top billing two times, which means it's a winning lager. If it wasn't, then hey, congrats to this lager. But the lager of the week for me is Trumer Pills. Um, Trumer is a uh, brewery that is an Austrian brewery that eventually came to California and, and built a California brewery and they use all the same ingredients. Everything's the same as they did in Austria. The only difference is now they're using California spring water instead of Austrian spring water. And I've never had the Austrian version. So maybe the Austrian version kicks this one's ass, but the California version is friggin' good, and it's seven fifty for a six pack box of it. I can um, actually get that beer top it. in Australia. I don't know how fresh it'll be, but that beer is available in a lot of places in Australia. And from what I hear, I've never actually um, got hold of it because I'm not sure of the um, the canned on dates. Like with something like Truma, um, it it could be like three months from the expiry date and that expiry date could be an 18 month expiry date. So yeah. that's, that's why I'm sort of a bit wary of, of actually getting hold of it. But from what I hear, it's a delicious pills and it's basically identical, whether it be the Austrian version or the Californian version I hear there, like they're basically indistinguishable, which they should be on the scale that they're brewed the same as yeah. Guinness. I, I don't buy into the fact that Guinness tastes better in Ireland because of the water it tastes better because you're having a better experience in Ireland compared to whatever shitty bar you're drinking in America. And and it's probably fresher, right? I mean, it's a depending, right? Depending on where you are to a degree. Because ours gets brewed in Sydney. So our, our version of Guinness. So that can be out the door and on, on shelves really fresh. So I I don't necessarily buy that either with, with some of the mass market. Supposedly here, here in the States, it was brewed. We, we were getting the Irish version for a, a long time. I think recently they opened a brewery in Baltimore within the last two or three years. Um, so we were finally getting a, a domestic version of Guinness, um, which probably is going to improve it quite a bit. But putting it on a boat or whatever, a plane or whatever you're doing, right, and, and shipping it over here did take some time. And the other problem with Guinness is it doesn't move as quick here as it does in Ireland. Um so the the keg the keg you're drinking from might be had might have had might have sat in a distributor's warehouse for whatever you know <laughs> yeah. six months eight months you know for all we know um, I did think it tastes a little better in Ireland but I never thought it was the ingredients I always just thought that with a four percent beer you're not going to taste any hops if it le- if it's out there for more than a little bit right I know it's not a super hoppy beer but it has enough yeah. hops and it's dry enough that it has to cut a little bit right. Um, and uh, it just had a it had a little bit um, just tighter flavor there. I'm not going to say it was the greatest beer I ever drank either, but it was it was pretty it was pretty decent. Um, 
Yeah, Trumer, get if you see it, I, I would give it a spin. I don't know how much it costs for you. For me, it was almost a price that was so non-prohibitive that I just, I was like, well, fuck, this shit's pretty good on draft. I'm sure I didn't even check any dates. I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> um, $7.49. I mean, that's a, a six-pack of Bud Light is six ninety nine. I mean, um, you know what? what's the problem, you know? So I snagged, I snagged that in a second. It's about the same cost as something like um, Bud or Miller Genuine mm-hmm. Draft. We don't tend to get out the light versions of your stuff in Australia for whatever reason. We we no, tend to get Bud, Bud, Bud Light is a is a odd tasting beer. I said that before. <laughs> All the light ones are a, are a weird tasting beer. They're kind of like wannabe seltzers, but without willing to strip that much flavour from them, and they're a little too no, sweet compared good. to a seltzer. Um, cool. So so Trumer, if it's if that's the second time I I listed you as the logger of the week, hey, congrats, you deserve it. Um, if it's not. Uh, congrats, you deserve it. It's um, the first time I didn't realize this was the actual beer that we were going to talk about. You yeah. have not listened. Well, that's to a good point because you would have you would have told me the same exact fucking story you just told me, <laughs> and we would have told it twice now. Yeah, yeah, no, you didn't. I don't. I was not drunk for you to tell me that story, so that's good. Um, hey, Tony, were you drinking at anything this week? You got anything to poke at this week? It doesn't have to be lager. Um, nothing really fancy. A lot of it was repeat stuff. My. Um, the manager from my local bottle shop has been on annual leave, so haven't been getting a great deal of new stuff. So a lot of the stuff is repeats. I went back for some more of the Hope um, Strong IPA, which is an English IPA. I was a big big fan of that. I went back for the Talus Hop that I think I spoke about last week, that which is a cousin or a descendant of Sabro. So it has a really sure. coconut yeah. flavour. I was a big fan <laughs> of that. But I'm currently... Bringing a beer that I really like, especially for the cost, because the four packs under twenty bucks, and it's a pink lemonade sour. Uh, it's Flamingo by Dayton's Brewery. Um, I get a lot of Dayton's at my local brewery, yeah. at my local yeah, supermarket. Um, just a a good, honest, easy drinking sour that almost goes into hard salsa territory. It's that light on flavour in a good way. Just Middle of the day, it's just perfect to drink. I love it this time of year when the weather gets hot. Um, Killer. Delightful. Delish. Um, Well, one thing I wanted to talk about, Tony, I posted this in our Discord as well, so it sort of of plays on that, was uh, I was drinking some seltzer this week, in fact, and uh, good golly, was it a seltzer, if I've ever seen one. Um, (laughs) Would so, you call it a seltzer did, or would you call it did, a sorbet? I'm trying to remember where the hell I put it in our uh, in <laughs> our you, Discord. But did you I put can't it in Gl- it. Gloop City? No, didn't I send? Didn't I post this? I swear yeah, to God, I did. You did. I'm sure it was in Gloop City though, because that was the appropriate place for it to be. Oh, there it is. No, it was in beer. It was in beer chat, and oh. it does belong in Gloop City. Um, you you told me it belongs in Gloop City. In fact. <laughs> So I drank a seltzer. It was from a brewery called Untitled Art, um, which is in uh, actually based in Wisconsin. Got this through Tavor, although our friends over at Iron and Glass, who I miss great, I miss deeply uh, here, uh, not having them nearby. They carried this, so in Illinois we are carrying this. So if you're in Illinois and you want to try this, you can probably find it. Untitled Art and my boys over at Omnipoyo in Stockholm collaborated on this seltzer. 
called Tropical Smoothie Seltzer. It came in a 16-ounce can, and (laughs) uh, if you're thinking it's going to look like Bud Light Seltzer, clear and fizzy, you are greatly mistaken. Um, This was more in the vein of a 450 North thick chunk chunker gloop, but uh, no malt taste. So it went down easy. I mean, it, it went down easy. It, um, it was just like fizzy, a fizzy fruit nectar. It was very weird. Uh, it was delicious. Um, it was not that hard to drink. It was much easier to drink than a gloop beer. It went down much easier. It was not as heavy. But it was sugar, you know. I mean, it was like drinking a Coke. I mean, it, it had the calories on it. It was 180 calories, which isn't as many as it felt like it should be. But it was, yeah. it was rich. I mean, it was essentially you're probably just eating a piece of fruit and sugar. Um, very weird. Uh, kind of fun to drink, but good golly, is it an odd looking beer? I should post. I'll post it on the Instagram if I if I well, remember to. But it was very funny looking. You've got to remember, it's not a beer. It's an odd looking seltzer. Uh, do you think? This is the way of the future, or this is a gimmick the same way Brute IPA was a gimmick in the IPA world? Where, um, where do you stand on that? Because it's kind of – I'm not sure whether it's here to stay. I think it's yeah. I think it's a fun distraction, but I think salsa is light and fluffy and yeah, forgettable I don't know. to some I mean, extent. The- I think this is a, I think it's a extreme version. I'm not saying it's going to go. I don't think it goes away. I just don't think it becomes a, I think it's very expensive to make this and to buy it. And I think it'll live in that sort of expensive realm of stuff. So I know um, we've talked about smooge on here before. I we think. have. Yep, we have. Smooge is this kind of thing, I believe, um, to a degree. So we'll see if smooge really catches on. People like it. Um. I don't think it'll catch on like, like white claws or anything like that. Cause I don't think this is something people want frequently, but I think as a little, as a little funny thing, that's kind of overpriced and sort of a crafty version of seltzer. I think people, I think people will drink it if they, if they want it. You know what I mean? I don't think it'll just disappear like black IPA either. Um, I think, uh, I don't, the reason I think that it doesn't fit into brute IPA specifically is because the difference is this tasted good. <laughs> and uh, brewed IPA never did as the problem with the problem for brewed IPA is I never liked it. So, um, and, uh, I'm not sure many people liked it at all. Um, they just wanted West coast IPA. We all just wanted to drink West coast IPA. We did not want brute IPA. It was a, it was a massive overcorrection. Um, this stuff is good. It tastes good. It's just fucking, it's diabetes juice. I mean, what do you, what do you want? You know, I want some diabetes juice. That's what I want. Yeah, well, we both, you need it, I think. Yeah. Um, cool. So there you go. That's that's the that's the crap we've been drinking this week. Um, and Tony, one thing I wanted to talk about today, real quick, um, uh, before we uh, before I round us into some more Valentine's Day chat. You know, we've been living here in in Vegas for a month or so. One of the things I think I'd mentioned that I was excited for was to eat a little. Uh, to get a little of the takeout options here. Um, we have a lot of cool stuff here. Um, you know, things uh, things that we can't necessarily get in the suburbs of Chicago. So noodles, ramen, 
Chinese food, Sichuan food, um, Hawaiian food that I've had a little bit of um, is all available here. Um, so I thought we'd talk a little bit about drinking with your takeout. You know, Tony, are you doing takeout frequently at home? Are you getting a little bit of um, yeah. you know, takeout snacks these days? Yeah, a, a lot less than I used to, but yeah, still occasionally. Um, and of course, I'm limited because I'm not traveling to Melbourne. I'm limited to a few places. I haven't done the new Vietnamese place in sale that is meant to be outstanding. So locally, we've got the club, which is just essentially pub meals. So you're, you're pairing beer with, with pub food. How complicated can it get? You, you can't really right. fuck that up. It, go, it goes with it, yeah. Yeah, what, what can't you pair with a chicken palm? Everything is good with a chicken palm. Super Trooper, uh, Imperial Stout is fine with a chicken palm. It's not going to destroy a chicken palm. It, it lives and breathes by itself. Then we've got our Chinese, which is um, a slightly different version of what you guys have as Chinese. It's sort of a, a conglomeration of the mm-hmm. of Asian cuisine uh, and very few Chinese dishes actually on it. Some Australian um, dishes, which is really good. Um, so I've eaten there quite a bit. And then the other place that I do enjoy and do enjoy pe- pairing a beer is Grab and Go, which are a local food van um, to us. They have kebabs and they mm-hmm. are amazing kebabs whether it be the falafel version or the the lamb or the mix, um, and they do the HSP and all that stuff, and that's really fun to pair beers with because you can take that several different ways. So sort of the way you would think about it is like not a gloop IPA but a modern IPA, a cloudy IPA, plenty of flavour, enough to stand up to a kebab. You can do it that way or you can do the really conservative thing and pair a lager with it. But I like going a little bit funky with it, um, sort of more into the, especially with the sours that, that have a little bit more tear your face off the um, funk um, sure. sour that I've talked about. That peach one is a great pairing with the kebab because you've got that fattiness of the, the kebab, especially the, the lamb kebab, and it just cuts right through it, cuts through the garlic sauce, stands up to the heat. It is a killer pairing, and I love sort of that that interplay of this the sourness going against the real richness of yeah. of the kebab. So yeah, it's something that I I I do I I don't overthink it. I don't specifically go out and buy a beer and say okay, so I'm going to have a kebab to go with that beer. It's, no, it's, no, it's what, I've got, years, yeah. what I've got in my fridge. And then, so I pick the best example of, that will go with that. And, and yeah, that, that, that peach beer just, cause it's kind of ripped your face off acidic um, at times. It's, it's got plenty of peach flavor, but gee, it's tart and oh, just cuts through greasy stuff perfectly. And it's a good match with fish and chips as well. Unsurprisingly, mm. really good match. I sort of want kebab now. Um, okay. So I'm going to throw a couple out there. Cause so out here, I've really wanted to eat, you know, any Asian food I can get my hands on, just not accessible to me in, in the suburbs as much, not, not good anyways. So the other day we got sushi really good. I mean, top notch for, for the, for, for anything I've been able to get, um, even out here, uh, from a place called sliced and it's in this thing called the Vegas test kitchen which is like a staging ground for chefs to kind of,
kind of test out new concepts or work on their restaurant while they're in an, in before they get a brick and mortar place of their own. So, um, got some sushi really good. Had a, it was a, I had like a tuna roll, a tuna on tuna roll. It was called, it had some seared tuna and some raw spicy tuna and it had this pickled mustard onion topping that was really good. And, you know, I had some yellowtail sashimi and some, some other stuff, whatever. It doesn't matter. But if I'm eating sushi, I know this is so corny and it's so typical. I just want lager. I want lager with sushi. It's delicate. It's delicate. Yeah. I do not want something that's going to overpower it because there's a lot of nuance to even even a meaty fish like tuna. You want to see and, and or the, like yellowtail, which is super buttery. It's still strong, but it's very buttery and you want to find that nuance with it. I don't want that getting covered up with even Saison is like esters are a little much for me. I just yep. want clean, dry, crisp, slightly hoppy pills with that. Well, that was going to be my next question. Do you, do you go straight pills or do you go into something like a Calabir, which I know you're a fan of or See, as, as I love Calabir, but I want something that, that will, I want something that snaps. I just knocked over my water bottle. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I want to snap on it. So, I'll drink Czech pills, German pills, Italian pills. Italian pills would be great because it's super snappy. Yeah. But um, any of those are fine. You know, give me one of those. Um, the other one is spicy Szechuan type food. And <laughs> what do you pair I'm with not that? Sure I, because I'm not sure I have a different answer. Um, because it's got a numbing where, quality. It's not like just straight up heat. Straight up heat we can deal and, with in beer. It's the advantage of beer. It deals better with heat than, say, wine. And that's that's where I would bring Keller beer into the mix. Um, yeah. That's where I'm bringing Hellas Lager, Keller beer, Zwickel beer, whatever. Something – I don't need the bite anymore. I've got the bite already. <laughs> I need something that's going to kind of cool me down, maybe has a little bit of that extra – kind of carrying some proteins with it, you know, <laughs> that can sort of wash my tongue away a little bit. Um, has a little breadiness. You know, it's like eating a slice of bread after you eat something spicy, kind of dull that down a little bit. Um, and then with your standard American food, I've talked about this before. Like if you're eating burgers, uh, you're eating um, sausages, you're eating um, French fries. I like Saison. It's all Saison all day. You know? Yeah, Saison's um, a good mix with um, fish and chips as well. But yeah. Fish and chips, fried food. Yep. Um, I That's what I want is Saison. So... I'm I'm very simple with food pairings. I actually don't love pairing stuff with any hazies because I just I think they they kind of eat away at each other a little bit. Hazy IPA is not a great food beer. See, I'm um, not even talking about gloop. IPA works, but yeah. I actually think hazy IPA, not gloop, but hazy IPA actually works as a great dessert beer in place. Oh sure. That's with, a good point. With with the right dessert, something that's that's got a little bit more going on. Maybe the dessert itself's got a little bit of acid, like an apple crumble or a pear, tropical. pear galette or, yeah, tropical, Man- even fruit salad. Some kind of mango something, you know, something with a, something with a, with a tropical ice cream or something like that. Or, yep. Um, yeah, that's a great point, actually. I, 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 I don't disagree with that. Um, if, if I'm drinking any IPA with a savory dish, I usually like it to be of the fruitier West Coast variety that can um, both sort of cl- cleanse your palate a little bit and also um, 
have maybe a maybe that little juicy sweetness to it. You know what I mean? That, that a yep. good West Coast has. You know, like a like a Swami's or a or even Stone. You know, used to have Stone IPA. Um, and I tell you, the other place I like it, and maybe you don't have this, but it, because it, of... it stands up to Greece well too. I'll say that by the way. Yeah. Um, same same as Saison. They have sort of a similar. There's just not. It's not estery sweetness. It's a different kind of sweetness. Yeah. But they both stand up to greasy foods like like fish and chips or burgers or whatever. Yeah. The other Sorry, place yeah. where I can I can see a, a a a place for for hazy IPA, and that's with salad, and in place of something mm. where you ha- you sometimes add fruit. Like I don't know whether you add grapes to your salad or add certain fruits to a to a leafy green salad. That's where I think. A hazy IPA also works if if like your even like a niçoise salad. I think you can pair the right right hazy with that. Dude, it makes me want to eat some. I this is a all time pairing. I know this isn't takeout, but I like I I I I don't know if I mentioned it, but I I'm a tin. I love tin fish. I love sardines. I love sardines. So on Saturdays, sometimes I would I'll bust out some sardines. And some like those like crisp bread crackers, like the rye crackers, like a like a big rye cracker, oh, or yeah. whatever, like a Nordic type cracker, and uh, some olives and some pickles, and then crack a a, a bomber of whatever saison, uh, maybe a touch sour like um, funk, or um, if I was feeling fancy. Uh, maybe some goose. Maybe I was about some, to say goose you know, would be a exactly. perfect pairing with salad. Oh, dude, it's so good. Yeah. All that, all the briny stuff with a little bit tart, but a little fruity, but a little weirdly briny. Yep. Um, even say, and I like funky say, like saison, like a Brett saison or something. Oh man, now I got to do that this weekend. I have a, I got the Nelson Sovin uh, Brute beer from the, my Mickler beer mail, and drinking that with some. Um, some sardines sounds awfully well, good yeah. to me. Um. <laughs> even, even something as sort of uh, sort of old hat as some good quality smoked oysters would also be a good pairing with with those beers. Sounds really delicious. It's hard to, dude. It's very expensive to find the good quality fish here. Yep, I'm paying. I'm paying three fifty a can for sardines <laughs> these days, dude. I got to get them shipped to me from Amazon too because if you go to the store and try to buy them, you're getting ass i mean it's not good um, um you don't want to eat those now i just checked out the vegas test kitchen and a couple of the menus were up now there's mm. a hungarian place have you been there i want to try that doesn't that look good yeah it's it's popping up yeah. this weekend so if you can try that out right, for me I that could, would be delicious up, yeah you've got to have the caviar that goes without saying but you've also got to try the uh the bulldog which is fresh baked pull apart rolls stuffed with a bulgarian yes. style hot dog um, yeah, and that bacon thing looks and good. cheese. Did you see, I oh, saw that this oh, weekend, dude. So good. One of the things that they had over there in that area, and and this is the part I don't know if you've ever been down this far, down Fremont. It's on Fremont. It's um, it's like Thirteenth and Fremont. So it's um, I mean, it is five blocks east of the El Cortez. I mean, you you no, gotta I... keep going. So it's it's essentially three blocks east of the Western. Um, <laughs> so you keep going, and there's still now there's stuff down there, right? So uh, yep. the coffee shops right there, the um, and the test kitchen there, and then there's this thing called Ferguson's, which is this. Um, it's an old motel, like one of those old rando motels that got. Uh, they turned it into essentially like a market. So they the rooms have been carved out and turned into little shops or whatever. It's 
I mean, whatever. It's it's white people shit, but it's cool. <laughs> I, I don't know. And there's a mothership coffee is in there, and that place is awesome. They make great beans, and um, they had a little like market thing, and they had this food truck that was doing like Japanese street food, and um, they had okonomiyaki, which <sighs> are like the little Japanese pancakes. Yeah. But then they had okonomiyaki tots. So they were they were um well, like, like, potato tots, right? They weren't they weren't the pancake oh. tots. They were just tater tots. But then they had all those toppings on it. So they had the nori paper, and they had the bonito, and they had all that oh. stuff like shaved on top, and the may and the kewpie mayo and the uh, tonkatsu glazed yep. stuff or eel sauce or whatever it was all over it, and on top of tater tots. I'm like this shit's so bad for you, but it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that, that that that's I'm gonna I'm gonna miss that we that you know. It's like living in a city, you know, you can walk to shit. Um, that's, yep. that's very cool. All right. That was my, uh, that was our, that was our just chit chat about, about food. That's funny. All right, Tony. Uh, it's that time again. It's time for you to face the gauntlet, to run the gauntlet. Um, the, the wreck of the Hesperus or whatever they called it when Homer was becoming a stone cutter. Um, <laughs> The paddling of a swollen ass with paddles. Uh, I have a game set up for you, and today's game is another version of this or that. Oh, of course, the famous game where I'm yet to put together a jingle. I will do that one day. 2022 Life Goals. It's the famous game that doesn't have a jingle. Perfect. Um, So... Uh, I pulled one out. I pulled one out of my ass today, Tony. I was I was feeling kind of depressed. We talked a little bit about this. I had, had sort of an irritating day of whatever the fuck it is I do. Nobody needs corporate to know. Corporate grind. And uh, yep, yep, yep. Corporate grind. Grind in your sweatpants. That's where I was at. And I was having a hard time coming up with something. So I was like, "Why well, is fuck with some shit that I did already?" So I don't have to be creative. And so I did. So with Valentine's Day. Uh, in the past now, unfortunately, but for us looking, it's, it's only near in the future. Um, and with you being Cupid and all, I thought we might uh, play a little this or that with some old Hallmark movies. And uh, the Hallmark movie uh, uh, engine has been revved back up. And for you today, I have Valentine's Day movie or Valentine's Day beer. You got to tell me. I got 10 names here and you're going to tell me if these are a beer or are they a delightful movie that appeared on the Hallmark channel? Okay. No Hallmark crafts. No, no. Um, these are not crafts. These are not dresses at the Halls store <laughs> that I still, I do know exists in Kansas city. Um, why they have one location of a department store. I don't know. You know, I can never tell you, but uh, they do. And it's very expensive. It is like a Neiman Marcus type department store. You don't know what that is, Tony, but it's a very expensive department store. I do. They would be um, uh, the same as, say, a David Jones for us. David Jones. Everybody who, everything Australian sounds like it was a prime minister. Yeah. And our other department store that's kind of lost its luster that oh, wasn't sure. in, yeah. the, in the same sort of like class as that was Myers. So that also could have oh, been sure. a. It's an Australian a prime, prime minister. minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right. So I'm. I'm actually. I was. I was going back and forth. I'm not sure if I'm gonna. If these are gonna fuck you up or not. Um. So I guess we'll find out. 
but I got, I even got the descriptions ready. I am more prepared than I've ever been and I will still fuck it up almost certainly. So here we go. Your first one, Tony, this one is called love romance and chocolate. Oh, it's, Obvious and dumb enough to be a Hallmark movie, but I'm going to say right off the bat, this is a beer. Tony, this is a Hallmark movie. Uh, Here is the description, and you're going to love this one, and and she looks great in this pic, by the way. Uh, The name just about sums it up. In Love, Romance, and Chocolate, a newly single Emma, played by Lacey Chabert, (laughs) carries on pre-planned vacation to Belgium despite the constant reminder of all the love she just lost. But once she meets a local chocolatier played by Will Kemp, she finds a new sense of purpose and perhaps another shot at romance too. And it's Lacey Chabert and here this gentleman. Uh, I, I got to give it up. She, she looks lovely in this picture. So cueing on or not, she's, um, she's doing better than Marjorie Taylor Greene. You got to say better voice. That's not hard. Better shape. Better shape. Um, not not carrying as much up top, but we we can live with that. I think she's she's maybe not maybe not doing it in a way that is attractive to me, anyways. <laughs> Do we want to talk about that? Marjorie Taylor Greene's big hooters is that a is that a good topic of conversation? We'll save that for next week. We'll, we'll shoot yeah, all there, that. There, that hey, hey, that's a half hour right there, dude. Um, all right, next up. Uh, so you're you're over one. Next up is, uh, this one's called From Cookies with Love. From Cookies with Love. From Cookies with Love. That doesn't make sense as a Hallmark movie. Now, this is me. It it barely makes sense as a thing to say, in fact. It it doesn't make sense as a thing to say, (laughs) which which says to me, this this could be some crazy Scandinavian just looking at a... Thesaurus and just mashing words together. Um, like, what would the plot of what was the name of that movie from Cookies with Love <laughs> or, or Love Cookies? What was the name of that movie? I, I don't know what the name of a movie is, but the name of the thing you're guessing is From Cookies with Love. <laughs> yeah, from Cookies with Love. No, you're not. You're not fooling me that easy, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> From Cookies with Love is a beer. From Cookies with Love is a beer, Tony. Uh, it is a variant on a beer called Breakfast Cookies. Um, and they describe it. Now, I think it's stupid when a brewery does this. They, here's how they describe this beer. Well-balanced with a sweet raspberry and bold chocolate flavor throughout. Hey, fucker, I'll tell you if it's well-balanced. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand I, that. Heads up. Yeah. Maybe I'm in the mood oh, for something over the top sweet. Maybe I don't want it balanced. Maybe I'll, I the want. Bre- yeah. Uh, the breakfast cookies beer is. Um, oh come on. The breakfast cookies beer. Now this is from a brewery called E E H Da. Clearly, like a Irish term. But I mean, so this is so the the way they describe the breakfast cookies beer, like dipping a chocolate chip cookie into a cup of coffee, but it's beer. Now I will say this: these beers have decent ratings. So the the from oh. cookies with love is eight point three percent, has a four point two four rating um, on one hundred and ten ratings. I know that's not many, but it it looks good. It looks like it's a raspberry um, a raspberry chocolate um, sort of 
double milk stout. Um, so it looks good. I, yep. I would try it. Certainly. All right. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> losing, losing control of the mouse. All right. Next up one for two, Tony. All right. This one's called for the love of chocolate for the love of chocolate. Oh, this is a perfect choice by you. This is tough. For the love of chocolate would make a great beer name. It would also make a great Hallmark movie name. That, that I could see two feuding families um, that um, have, have <laughs> chocolate shops or, or even bakeries that specialise in Dude, chocolate eclairs. We could write one of these. I mean, yep. I, we've, we've, I, we've thrown around so many of these. Yeah, and, and a three-generation family Romeo and Juliet story um, yeah, over a misunderstanding, um, over, a, over a stolen recipe rather than a misunderstanding. It's writing itself. It's a movie. It's a Hallmark movie. Tony, this is a beer. It's a soon-to-be uh, Hallmark movie. It's a beer and it could President certainly Cupid. be a Hallmark movie. And there are Hallmark movies with very similar type names that are like chocolate and love and love chocolate and chocolate love i don't think there's one chocolate love i think is a porno but uh <laughs> and this one isn't far from it this one has a poem for its description so i will read the poem and the poem sounds like a porno large and in charge chocolatey <laughs> chocolate twang a trio of cacao nibs makes this big milk stout bang candy bar maybe brownie for sure Having chocolate cravings, we present to you the cure. Did um, uh, Daryl Dawkins write that? <laughs> Daryl Dawkins, yeah, the big, yeah, the big chocolate. Um, this is from Boiler Brewing in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, and it's rated a four point two three. So again, sounds good. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's good. Big big chocolatey milk stout, you know. Uh, 224 check-ins on this one. I've actually been to uh, Boiler. To, they, they do oh good shit. beers, yeah. You've been to this brewery. Holy shit. <laughs> I, I don't think I had. You've been to Lincoln, Nebraska. That's I right. Have, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, so well, I, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, they they have they have really good beer there. Um, so I didn't have the Daryl Dawkins beer, but that sounds like a delicious beer. So, did they did they read a poem to you when they served you your beer? They did not, but they did serve me a decent burger. So, hey. Oh, I didn't read the last line of the poem, which just says contains lactose. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, next one up, Tony. This one's called "Cooking with Love." Oh, Cooking with Love. I'm I'm going to go back to the well of Hallmark movies because I I. I I can't write a beer description around that, but I can write a. Um, I can I can find myself. It's a. It's about a single man who goes to a cooking class, falls in love with his teacher, and the only way to woo her is to take a trip to Italy to learn how to cook pasta. So. <laughs> You're in the Olive Garden. He won the Olive Garden pasta pass yep. contest. So this is a movie. This movie writes itself. No, you're right. It's a movie, but it's um, 
it's uh, you didn't get the plot right. And you have to remember with the plots with these. Now, I'm not grading you on the plots, but the thing you have to remember is that it's always about the lady, right? So it can never oh. be about the man going to do stuff. It has to be about the lady doing something or being mad about something or being uh, frustrated with her life or her big city job or whatever. And then she goes to something to get away from it to Vermont to get away from it all. Uh, this one, So here's this one. They say food is the fastest way to a person's heart. But in the case of Kelly played by Allie Liebert and Steven played by Brett Dalton, it's also a point of contention. Kelly is a producer at a cooking show where she is trying to prove she deserves a promotion while Steven is an on-air chef who challenges her ideas. If there's one thing we love, it's a rom-com where the heroine's professional ambitions are taken seriously, and we never for a moment root for Kelly's relationship over her show. So I don't quite know what that needs an editor to me, but... Um, I'll get one of the Cupids so yeah, just, on board to edit that description. <laughs> You're right. Get somebody on this, Tony. So it's this blonde lady who is making a cooking show, and um, the chef uh, pushes back on her, and they sort of probably get into each other or whatever. So cute. If you like, if you like thinking about Emeril with all of his power in in the network and uh, him uh, being controlling over some on air producer. Uh, and it probably being borderline sexual harassment, then watch this. That's great. See, I, I kind of more, from that description, I just kind of see like a Mario Batali kind of person. That's just me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, great. All right, cool. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, all right, next up, Tony. This one's called, this one's called Love and Ritual. <laughs> Love and Ritual. Love and Ritual. This is too dark. This is this is too close to BDSM, BDSM whatever, um, for um, Hallmark, for Hallmark. Mo- movie mm. territory. So I'm going to say this is a this is a beer. Oh, Tony, it's a beer. You're right. Uh, this one is a beer by Great Notion Brewing, a well-known uh, IPA and stout brewer uh, in Portland. Uh, This beer is a reminder of what we love about beer. Our brewing process is guided by ritual and dedication to our craft, hopped full of love with Nelson, Citra, and Sabro. Sounds delicious. 4.14 on this one, 2,473 check-ins on Love and Ritual at 7%. Sounds tasty. It really does. I will will take that all day. Drank a ripe, uh, a classic from Great Notion the other day, a fresh can of ripe. Um, we don't get great notion in Chicago. We get it here. Absolutely delicious. A winning 7% IPA could drink a hazy IPA. I could drink all day. There you uh, go. That's a real winner. So shout out to these guys. They're making great beer. All right. Where are you at? You're uh, you got, you got cooking and love, right? You got love and ritual, right? You got from cookies with love, right? You're three for five. Yep. Um, next up number six. This one's called The Sweeter Side of Life. The Sweeter Side of Life. Oh, this is, you, you're straddling it well. This is making me think. I, I can write both a beer description for this and a Hallmark move for yep. this. What writes itself quicker? I, I tend to think that this is a Hallmark movie. 
I, I think this is a man really going out of his way to woo, woo a woman. Um, mm. he, he's maybe a um, – he's been widowed. He has children. Uh, it's a really feel-good story. So I'm going to say Hallmark movie. It is a Hallmark movie, Tony. You got that right. Um, well, let's let's see if we can follow this plot. So the sweeter side of life follows Desiree Harper, played by Catherine Morris, who returns to her family's New Jersey. I'm, I'm just kind of eyeing up the lady. I'm like, oh, you know. Uh, <laughs> who returns to her family's New Jersey bakery. There's always a food thing. Uh, after her wealthy husband announces... That he's leaving her for a younger woman. I would love. I want to know what the announcement was. I mean, do you get in front of your friends and? Well, I just have to say, I don't. Um, there, she reconnects with what she loved to do. So she loved baking. Before she fell into her Sex in the City esque lifestyle, <laughs> and connects with a possible new love. So she goes back to her bakery in New Jersey. Uh, her family's bakery. She loved baking. She gets back into it, and she meets this feller, um, who's probably the guy in the picture who looks great. I mean, he's super fit. He has that like he has that muscle that is in your neck, but it like runs from your ear to your yep. Um, when you've done yeah, too many weights, yeah. Gotcha. I don't have that. I don't have that. Yeah, that muscle ain't no. showing. I don't have many of them, and that one ain't showing up. It sort of looks like the vein in your schlong. <laughs> but it's on your neck. Kind of cool. Um, so, Tony, you're right. Good one. There you go. Sweeter Side of Life is a movie. That puts you at four for six. He's, he's, he's on a roll here. Next up, this one's called A Dash of Love. Oh. <sighs> the law of averages says this is a B, but no, this is a Hallmark movie. Uh, a dash of love is it's so easy writes itself uh, this is about a, a woman who 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 is a very cynical woman who is really struggling to find romance but finds it when she least expects it dash of love <laughs> uh yeah it's a movie tony uh here we go Young chef Nikki, by played by Jen Lilly, wants to open her own restaurant. So her boss, Perry Gilpin. Perry Gilpin was Roz in Frasier, right? I have no idea. Did you ever watch Frasier, Tony? Not really, no. It's a miracle I remember that. I just remember that. It is. It's Roz in Frasier. I was right. Ah! Uh, <laughs> all right. So that was... So her boss in this movie was was the producer of Frasier's radio show. Okay. So, um, yeah, this young chef, Nikki, wants to open her own restaurant. So her boss lets her dabble in the kitchen after hours. That's how you open your own restaurant. You, like, fuck around in a kitchen yeah. and just, like, play. And you're like, oh, you can put salt in it. And eventually uh, starts passing Nikki's recipes as her own. Oh, damn. Brutal. So, so Nikki's in there making good the good shit and this lady is like passing it off as my shit. That's sort of the Ratatouille plot a little bit too. Um, with the help of another cook, um, Paul, um, played by Brendan Penny. I know you know who that is. 
Do I? Nikki attempts. No, I don't know. <laughs> Nikki attempts to pull off a pop up restaurant and make a name for herself. A dash of love proves there's something about kitchens, the heat, and the creativity that makes them the perfect metaphor for new relationships. Can I just say there isn't there's this weird correlation? Maybe it's just the movies you're picking, but there's so many Hallmark movies revolve around food of some description, whether it be a restaurant or yeah. a bakery or right. a produce supplier. Well, I think it's people. I think it's a. I think it's a relatable way. There's other ones that are about art, and I kind of purposely don't choose them because it would it would sort of be obvious if I said like a painting about my love, you know. Um, really, you think that um, there aren't some breweries out there that would come up with weird names like that for their beer? Yeah, there are, but I think it would be easier to make a call. I guess I don't know. I sort of like using some of the. Uh, cooking related ones because they use words that are in the that are familiar in the beer world you know um and maybe it's not working you're five for seven so it seems like you're you're on a roll here but um there are a lot that are kitchen related it is true and i think it has to do with um sort of the trope of these movies is that you have a woman who has been who is particularly irritated or frustrated by sort of the, the constraints of whatever her current life is? It might be family life. Yep. Might be she has a, a disinterested partner, or she has um, sort of uh, maybe it's a, an older woman who has has children who have left the house, or maybe it's a um, uh, a person like this who's living a sex in the city type lifestyle and doesn't really find it fulfilling and needs to go get back to their roots and getting back to your roots is something that I, this is, and this is the same exact shit I talk about with worst cooks in America, where there is something core about cooking. There's something about making food and cooking for yourself and being able to do it. That is both a satisfying and also be important to your identity, right? And ability to survive. And so when you can kind of get back into that world, you sort of identify yourself again. And maybe that's what these movies, I think, are trying to play on. So that's why I think I could write one. Oh, I think you could, that's yes. My pitch. Yeah, I think <laughs> you should get me. I think they should get me into this. I think I could do this. All right, Tony, you're five for seven, three left. Uh, this one is called Be My Valentine. Be My Valentine. This is kind um, of like the I cho- cho- choose you, Ralph Wiggum. It, it does have a. It does have that. Yes, and and uh, that is, of course, you know, there was a there was a choo choo choose you Valentine, and there was a let's be friends Valentine. Yes, and this is right in that area. Yeah, which which says to me that 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 actually plays against the Hallmark brand. It's two cheese. That says to me beer. I believe. See what I did there. It's a beer. You believe this is a beer? I do believe this is a beer. Well, well, that's some straight out beeswax. It is a beer, Tony. Sorry, I couldn't. I, uh, so this is actually a beer. It's kind of funny though. So this is a beer by Tool, uh, our our pals from yep. from Copenhagen that make a great um, uh, coconut a, dream cake uh, brown ale. Of course, yeah, with our friends Moondog. Unfortunately, this beer is not nearly as well rated. It does sound pretty good. It's a stout brewed with strawberry, honey, and chocolate. Chocolate, which sounds fine. Yeah, um, but strawberry doesn't transfer in a beer. It's it's nah, the one fruit I've, that really gives you nothing. 
I got problems with strawberry and beer, but I think on the surface, you know, I could live with it. So it says, we saved you the inconvenience and wrapped the Valentine's basket into a beer. Fragrant, aromatic honey infused with sweet strawberries and rich chocolate all coming together in a romantic setting of dark malts. Uh, this has 4,126 check-ins. It has a 3.09 rating. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough one for uh, the guys over at Tool. Um, some of the more recent ratings are okay. You know, maybe maybe there's, well, okay, there's some problems. In, okay, there's some more two and a half. Sorry, so, never mind. Um so sadly, I think these guys ran up, ran up against uh, some issues in this one. It looks awful fizzy. I gotta say, there's a lot of head on these beers, which is maybe maybe something they're running into here. Um, so yeah, you're right. That's a beer, Tony. Six for eight. You got two left. This one's called "Like Cats and Dogs." Oh, like cats and dogs. Okay. Like cats and dogs, this is this is somebody on a road trip, and, and they're caught at a gas station. They find love in a gas station bathroom. <laughs> this is oh no! <laughs> they find love on the Arby's floor. <laughs> they do. Uh, you know, it's one of those fancy gas stations with with takeaway. We have them in Australia where they have a McDonald's or a Hungry Jack's or a Subway in them. This one has sure. an Arby's yeah. in them. They found love on an Arby's bathroom. It's also where they delivered Arby's. their child that was conceived during that that um, that intimate moment. Um, this is a Hallmark movie for sure, and plot I'm absolutely 100% right on. You're absolutely 100% right. Um, this one looks particularly fucking disturbing to me. Um all right, so uh, they say opposites attract, and there's no people more opposite than dog people and cat people. Do you think that's true, Tony? No. I think um, BLM protesters and, and Ku Klux Klan members would be more opposite. Boy, then, now there's a Hallmark movie for you right there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, like Cats and Dogs finds a free-spirited dog owner, played by Cassidy Gifford, and an uptight cat guy, played by Griff, no, sorry, Wyatt Nash, <laughs> forced to share a vacation house before, uh, sorry, after a reservation mix-up. No, I love that. So you go to the hotel. Listen, this is that's a porno setup. That, that is. is a porno setup. Okay, so you go to the, you go to the, uh, we won't even say Airbnb because that's whatever. You go to, um, you, you book something on uh, at, like a bed and breakfast or something, right? And they're like, oh, shit, you know, we got, uh, we, we, we somehow fucked up and we got like, um, we don't have an extra room. So, uh, you know, can you two just stay together uh, in the <laughs> yeah, same bed? That never happens. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll just put a camera in there. <laughs> or maybe, you know. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Uh, so they did a porno setup for this movie. Very bad. I mean, yep. it's this is... This is porno. So, but these guys, these two could not make porno. So Cassidy Gifford is Kathy Lee Gifford's daughter. Yep. And, and boy, you can tell. Um, <laughs> you can. I've just and, looked and, up photos and, this, and oh, 
and this Wyatt Nash feller. <laughs> These two have big. Um, oh shit! I forgot their names. The uh, uh, the 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 it's HD. They have big HGTV vibes. These two. They're, they're HGTV guys. Uh, these two have have that that vibe to them. These two are flipping houses together, or whatever. Um, they're making live, laugh, love shit. It's very, very bad. Wyatt and Cassidy. I mean, they're doing exactly what you think two people named Wyatt and Cassidy would do. So, uh, there you go. Like cats and dogs. Boy, that might be the worst one of the bunch. Has a porno setup, and these two, and they look the opposite of porno. I mean, they look like total. <laughs> Fuckheads. I mean, I can't imagine interacting with these people. All right. Last one, Tony. Uh, you're you're blowing through this. Uh, you're seven for nine. This one's called From Maine with Love. From Maine with Love. Okay. So maybe Dogfish Head. Oh, no, they're not in Maine. They're in Rehoboth, uh, which is in Delaware. Uh, Maine. What is famous from Maine? They're fishing? Big in Maine. Could this be a in the, north, in the northeast? You know, they got um, yeah. Portland's there. Um, got, uh, what about Bernie? Uh, lobster. Bernie's from Vermont. Okay. Angus King is from Maine, and he's sort of a shitty Bernie. Okay. Is he the guy from? Um, no, different dude. Um, I'm going to say. That this is a beer. It's, um, I don't know why. Maine is a is a definite location for Hallmark movies. We've talked about I, my, the location. My uncle, my uncle is from Maine, and and he's he's cool. And uh, I like Maine. I think it's a fun place to go. Yeah. So with with Maine, it's sort of those those picture postcard towns. Um, so that's that's pushing me more to Hallmark. This is the toughest choice. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to say this is a beer. Don't know why. It was a good guess, Tony. It, it's a beer. Uh, Tony, this is a beer. It's by the most famous of the main breweries, Allagash Brewing Company. There you um, go. I knew there was a main brewery that was that was like a big-ass brewery for such a small state. The, fine, the finest of main breweries, of course, um, as much as I love the main breweries, but they, they don't get any better than this. And this beer sounds delicious. Uh, this wheat beer spent time with raspberries that had previously been used to age one of our wild beers. Using the fruit for a second time is not only more sustainable, it adds layers of flavors to this wheat beer that we couldn't get any other way. The result is a tart, berry-filled, multi-layered, and deliciously balanced beer. So this is a second run of, of raspberries on sort of a light, sour wheat beer. Um, looks delicious, beautiful color. Sort of a sort of a pinkish, clear-looking, uh, sort of refreshing-looking wheat beer. Five point three percent on this one. It's getting a four point two seven. That's where I expected reviews. it to come in because that sounds delicious. Allegash know what they're doing with brewery with wheat beers yeah. and barrels. So yeah, they know what they're doing with this stuff, uh, and their Cool Ship series is all timer. So if this came from that, that's a winner. Might need to go back for a case. This is like a sessionable Rosé de Gambrinus. Yowza. All right. <laughs> um, ooh, not normally my style, but has a bite to it that isn't too sour. This is a Rosé beer, but I could hang with a few of these. Then he rated a three. Fuck off, weirdo. <laughs> oh, here's this guy. Having some me time while listening to Pod Save America. 
Oh, uh, fucking course. <laughs> uh, Fuck off. This is delicious. Way more of a sour. Taking on the sour from previous wild ales. That's not true. Wouldn't have guessed wheat on this. Okay, so this guy is in outer space. Um, uh, but anyways, this beer looks absolutely yummy. It's in cans, too. So there you go. all over this. That's a winner. Um, Tony went eight for 10. You started slow and then went on a mega run. Um, I think you got like the last six right. Uh, so not bad. Feels like I'm every other week I sort of get you on one, but this, this was certainly not it. So congrats to Tony. He, uh, you know, we never gave him, he, he doesn't have to donate $1 million to, um, uh, to, uh, to, Tum- the Trump uh, defense yeah. fund, where only three uh, <laughs> percent of the donations go towards his he defense. He does not have to donate one million dollars to Charlie Kirk's TV show. So, congrats to Tony. Um, I got nothing else, Tony. You got anything else for us to to, N- to fire off at these folks? No, I, I think they should check us out on our socials. Of course, um, the, the number one place. If you don't want to have interaction, I can understand that, but. But friend us on Untapped. I'm St. Moz on Untapped. Griff is Griff AD on Untapped. You don't have to interact with us. If you try and interact with us there, there won't be any interaction. We've made our thoughts clear around the messaging within Untapped. It's just not kosher. It's just not the platform to do it. It's kind of like Instagram trying to do the whole uh, video thing. Right. It doesn't work. That is a TikTok thing. You can ban TikTok videos from your platform. It won't make your shitty version of, of short videos more popular. Um, so don't do messaging within an untapped. But if you're introverts like we are, hit us up there. Um, hit us on untapped. Yeah, for sure. Just and toast I do us. real quick want to shout out to our friend Max Allotment, a.k.a. David, who I think is the same guy, right, Tony? Yep. I believe uh, so. I'm, I'm smart. And uh, he he gave us a th- I didn't I didn't mention that um, we had Corey post something about the fetuses needing a lawyer in Texas, <laughs> and he posted that he's a member of the bar and he said it's a tough time getting the fetuses to pay up, which I thought was funny. <laughs> uh, so it was f- pretty good. Um, and then uh, he did comment on um, a beer. I think one of my burial beers. He got a shipment from Burial. He posted that, so which was super cool. Shout out for that. And uh, he said, what do I do with these packing peanuts? And I can't, I mean, so I am someone, by the way, who I draw. So here in Vegas, they do not do recycling. There is no recycling here. So I actually, I'm, this is fucked up. And I know, I know it goes in the same fucking ship to Hong Kong and gets buried in the ground somewhere it, as my garbage does. But I drive over to UNLV and I take my recycling shit to the UNLV Recycling Center where they, you know, some college kids sort it and do whatever. But let me tell you about the packing peanuts. The only goddamn thing you can do with those is throw them in the fucking garbage. That's all you can do with them. Or you could tape it up and ship it back to burial, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what else you can do with the packing peanuts. And I know the packing peanuts will not biodegrade for 6 billion years probably, right? They're just styrofoam the least green shit on earth is styrofoam. Um, you're not doing anything with it. So uh, it's insane. And I've been getting shipments from them for a year ish now. So how many packing peanuts have I put into the earth? 
Quite a few. I'm surprised they're not doing the um, biodegradable version, which we have in Australia. Some (laughs) companies are doing it. Whether using a a starch version and what you can do is actually put them on your garden, water them in, and they'll disintegrate. So what you do with the packing peanut to test if they are biodegradable, run them under a tap of water. If they're not biodegradable, they will um, just repel water. Nothing will happen. If they are biodegradable, they'll shrink up to nothing and disappear. Dude, I wish they would just put that fucking recyclable plastic in in air filled like Amazon do or whatever in there. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why they stuff those, and there are so many of them. And so I have to open the boxes in a little apartment like this. I have to open those boxes outdoors. It's like a glitter bomb. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a glitter bomb. So you have to open it outdoors. And our dumpster here has a combo on it because, well, here we are, right? People will just sleep in the dumpster. So. You have Oscar the Grouch roaming around here. So they, there's a combo, so I have to go out there and I have to do the combo and put the packing peanut box in there. Um, very wasteful. Uh, so, yeah, I, maybe I should test that and see if they biodegrade. I never thought about that. I, I, I guess I'm not expecting them to, but if they do, that would be a, that'd be a huge win. Although I don't know what I would do with them here. There's no gardens here, so but you put them could, on the cactus or whatever. But you could, At least you I could, know they'll, they'll, they'll disintegrate when yeah. they get to the land. That that's exactly right. They they will disintegrate, and you don't necessarily need to recycle them. You, they can go in your regular trash, and once there's yeah. enough heat and moisture, they'll they'll disappear within a matter of hours. I w- I would guess. Okay, okay. So good. That's interesting. So there you go. Packing peanuts. We're stuck with them. God damn. Um, so Where anyways, else can people find us? If Tony's if right, let's do it on tap, but also get on Instagram. Beer Engine Pod on Instagram. Send us an email. We are beerengineshow at gmail.com if you want us to uh, uh, answer some of your very important questions. Or if you're somebody at Verizon that is interested in talking to us, you can send us an email. Um, Twitter, we are Beer Engine Pod. Uh, I actually have to tweet because I have to remind people. Uh, the only time I tweet is when Brian Malik has been on the show and he can retweet it. So I have to post. <laughs> I have to post so that people know that Brian was on the show. Our, our handful of Twitter people that only look for Brian's show. And uh, by golly, I think that's it. If I, uh, if I am, and send us, you know, send us some stuff so we can read it on the show. It fi- hell, it filled up half the show as people's chats on Discord. So get on Discord, send us a note on Instagram, send us a note uh, over email. We'll add to the Discord. You come have fun with us over there. Tony, anything else? Then that's really it. The one thing I would say is play these games along with me. Let's see how you do. At these games, they're tougher than you think. Hey, that's a good idea. You know, if uh, and and if you're somebody who would like to play the game with Tony, we'll bring you on for it. Drop us a note. We'll bring you Absolutely. on. You can compete with Tony for the game. I think that'd be a fun bit. So, if you're uh, if you're looking if you're looking to get into a competition, uh, we'll bring you on for the game at the end of the show. You only have to come on for a half hour, I guess, and uh, you can uh, you can see if you can. Face off with the expert here on uh, on on the game. So, all right, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure as shit not editing that. That's staying in. No, let's leave that. All right, guys. Later on. See you next week.